Brown presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM on a gorgeous Mother's Day weekend. It is. It's uh, really, really nice out there. A little on the cool side, though. I wore my flannel shirt again here just in just in case I well, got it looked, chilly. Well, it cool, but it felt pretty good to me. It felt good, but it was uh, not what you'd ex- you You know, though, it does get... I remember one time when I worked and lived in Chicago, it snowed on May 1st, so... But that's way up there. Where mm-hmm. Crazy things happen by the lake. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Perry. What happened to you yesterday? Did you get cornered in your own house or something? I got kind of cornered up going out to my shop yesterday. Uh, 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 what? Neighbor's a, dog took a fence. Neighbor's dog done got loose. Got out of the fence. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I was like, no, he wasn't in a fence. He had a collar on him or whatever. And I told him, I said, third time's the charm. <laughs> he gets lead poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on now. You lure uh, Get one of those steaks that you eat and save the bone and throw it someplace and he'll go after it. Uh, He's going to go after some lead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to Start Your Engines on a gorgeous mon- uh, Saturday morning. And I tell you what, we, uh, if you watched that truck race last night, I texted Alan and I didn't get a response. So I knew it was too late in the evening for him. But they tore up some trucks last night at Darlington. And uh, it's like the first uh, 100 laps of the race was pretty came in the last 40 they had a 16 truck crack up there coming down for one of the restarts where uh um the front row didn't get moving or actually they were going i guess as fast as they could but the second row was going faster on the restart and shoved the first two under the grandstand wall and the next 14 trucks got caught up in it so uh it was rough Generally speaking, wrecks are contagious at Darlington. Well, this was uh this was a big one and and it wasn't the first one. They'd already had a pretty violent one earlier than that but uh sheldon creed ended up winning it and i ran out of the house this morning without printing out the results i've got him here on the phone but um uh, we'll get into all that a little bit later alan a uh, lot of things going on locally the, uh, today our local racing getting all cranked up uh, got a lot of results from last week and last night from travelers rest speedway so uh we'll just wait for a little bit later and well, I'm going to give everything, and I got a, I got a good guest coming in here at 11 o'clock. Who'd you get us? I got Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway. They're going to have a Ultimate Lake Mall Series over tonight. Going to pay them boys $5,000 to win. So, uh, should be a lot of good racing going on over at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, going to be a lot of people after that 5000 Oh, yeah. Cool as this going to be tonight. Mm-hmm. Them super late malls on that dirt track. It'll stay kind of what we should have had it at... Uh, Bristol Speedway, the track will kind of stay tacky wet and will be, uh, <laughs> it'll be really fast. Well, you know, they, uh, uh, it, it's a lot of action 
will be taking place, even though it's Mother's Day weekend, right? They don't take the week off for no. that. Bring your mom to the race. Is that sort of the bring, philosophy around here? Bring your mom to the race. We're going to go racing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get any further, I want to mention that Greg couldn't be with us this morning. He's a little bit under the weather, and uh, I think he was sort of battling something all week. So I gave him the week off from getting us a, a, well, a not- guest, and and so we can actually we've had so many guests, like three a show. Yeah. That we'll have a little more time to talk today. I can give the results a little slower and maybe embellish them a little bit rather than just screaming through it just to say that I did it. Well, I know it's it's late in the spring and almost full-blown summer, but my allergies this week have been murderous. Mm. And it's even rubbed off on my cat. <laughs> she was walking around the apartment this morning. She, in the space of a minute, she sneezed five times. Holy cow. <laughs> well, you got cat problems. Alan's got <laughs> dog problems. And uh, I got uh, that little old Cocker Spaniel we got back in October. That's the just the greatest dog in the world, but he's <laughs> developed a bad habit of sleeping with me and my wife, and uh, <laughs> and he thinks he owns the bed. Of course he does. And if you try to move him over or something, you know, from under the covers, he doesn't like it. I mean, <laughs> he will growl at you. He even snapped at me one time this week, and I had to whack him on top of the head, but that's scary in the dark to have something you know is laying on the bed with you that loves you growling mm-hmm. at you. Yeah. I mean, I can't see him. He's not, you know... We don't have well, a nightlight or anything. Well, be glad it's not your wife growling at you. No, she's she's doing her own kind of growling over there. <laughs> In fact, we're gonna we're gonna have a nice uh, Mother's Day for her and uh, and uh, you know her mother. This is amazing. Now, uh, my wife's from Columbia, mm-hmm. South America, not South Carolina, and uh, but her mom is still alive and she lives down in uh, with her husband, and he's ninety one. And on May the 3rd, she turned 96. I saw the picture on Facebook. Oh, you did? With, with her grandma. And it was one of the sweetest pictures I've seen. Well, I'm going to tell you something. She uh, She's still very active. And I always used to remember Bud Moore's birthday because he was born 23 days after grandma. <laughs> and uh so, but she's 96 and still going, and they had a party for her last week, and she looks great. I she, mean, she really does. Yep. And um, she robbed the cradle. My, her husband's 91. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, we had a, uh, we had a lot of action last week. How'd we do picking a winner there, Alan? <laughs> Nobody picked Kyle Bush, and uh, can't understand that. You know, the year before that, we was all fighting over Kyle Bush. Right. And, uh, but I'm glad to see him get that win and kind of get that behind him. And he won the truck race. He won the big race. It was his birthday, too. So uh, what more could you ask for? Well, how in the world? And I didn't know it was his birthday last Sunday. And I don't think I said it on the air what the name of the race was. But it was the Bushy McBush 400. Yeah. yeah. And Kyle Bush won it on his birthday. I mean, that, somewhere there should have been a hint. I guess we just Kyle Bush. Yeah. Well, we... Uh, we didn't pick him, and so I mean, that's 11 races, and we picked one winner, so Ronnie's way out front with one win. <laughs> I got a feeling that's not going to last much longer. And I think if it had been a couple of more laps, I believe that four car might have given him a fit with him brand new tires. Yeah. Because uh, the doors kind of opened up for him, and here he come. Well, it was a pretty decent race. Uh, he didn't, uh, I, I don't normally pull for Kyle Busch, no matter what he's driving, but 
he uh, he only led uh, he led twenty laps, and I'll just go ahead and give the results of that. He was uh, he won by uh, three point three point three three six seconds over Kevin Harvick. Brad Keselowski was third. Matt D. Benedetto had another good finish. He was fourth. Chase Elliott was fifth. Martin Truex was sixth. Ronnie's man. Tyler Reddick was seventh. Chris Boucher eighth. William Byron ninth. And Austin Dillon tenth. Um, they uh, race tomorrow, of course, at Darlington. And we'll be talking more about that a little bit later. Let me, uh, Ronnie, what did you think of that Mustang we went to Applebee's and saw last week? Oh, that thing was gorgeous. It was a 69, 69 fastback. We used to call them two plus two. And it was restored to its original condition. And that guy that did it did an amazing job and could give you the history of it off the top of his head. Well, I got a brochure here that has the history. And um, it's a part of Spartanburg racing history I didn't know anything about. And he said this when we were... Um, interviewing him on air. That was Tim Oliver right. and Dale Sales have that car. But that car, it, it, this to me is one of the most amazing things, and I, it really shouldn't be, that they went up to Chesney to Henderson Motors and bought right. the car. A six-cylinder Mustang yep. off the lot. Off the lot. Brought Bud it home. Did. Bud it, Moore did. And uh, he, of course, this guy, and his name was Moises Solano from Mexico. Uh, hired Bud Moore to build him a Mustang. I never heard this story. All the years and interviews I did with Bud Moore and, and even Greg, and never heard about this. And uh, it was solid white. And whatever number Solano ran always ended in a nine. The one that up there, what was the number of the car that was up there? I don't even remember now. But the one on the bro- brochure is number 19. It was sponsored by Pepsi. And... Uh, he brought that car home and in 23 days converted it from a showroom six-cylinder Mustang to yeah, a race it was car. Was it 19? It was 19. Uh, well, yeah, that's probably the same one on the brochure then. And converted that thing into a race car. And Solano took it back down and raced it in Mexico and won his first race. But later in 1969, Solano was killed on a, in a hill climb driving a McLaren. So... Um, he didn't actually race the car all that much because I, literally, I think he took delivery of it in uh, something like April. And uh, by August or late, late in the summer, Solano passed away in a crash. So uh, it, was, uh, it was fascinating. I tried to get in it. Now, Joe Delaney <laughs> was there, and he did get in it, and, and I took some pictures of him. He opened the door, and the door did open. Both uh, doors. Yep. And uh, you had to... A special way you had to open that driver's door, and but I I took one look at it and sort of lifted my leg up over the roll bar and I said, "There's no way if I get in there, I'm not getting out." <laughs> They'll have to call the fire department, and cut the roof off of it or something. So, uh, but it was a beautiful car, and I thought about it off and on all week because it's just something I didn't know about. I thought I knew a lot about, and I do know a lot about Spartanburg racing, but I never heard this story. And never I never knew that, bud built cars for outside people. I don't know how often that happened, though. But but Greg seemed to think that happened, if not regularly, at least more than a couple of times. I remember a time in Bud Moore's uh, history, and I know this was when the the shop was... uh, No, this would have been when it was on Fairview Avenue also. Daddy used to take our 57 Chevy, which was like our second car in the family, uh, the one he drove, 
and Bud Moore would tune on it. You know, if it needed a tune-up, Bud would do it. And he did work on um, public cars. You know, the citizens right. could bring a car in there. I don't, that He probably weaned himself off of that as he as the racing got bigger and I'm bigger. Sure. And I don't think uh, with Bobby Allison standing there, you could uh, bring your family car in for a tune-up. But at one time, you know, he, he did do that. But I don't, I don't have any knowledge of him ever building an outside car. This is the first one I ever heard of. Right. And, and he might have done it. I know Greg even said they built some drag racing engines. And I don't, I don't associate Bud Moore with drag racing at all. But anyway, these two fellas had it at Applebee's last week. And if you got to see it, you, uh, it was a treat. It was a treat. And a lot of people got their pictures made with it. I did. And, um, that Greg arranged all that, and he did a great job. And uh, um, thanks for doing that, Greg. If you're listening, Alan, do you know? Were you aware that he did any? Bud Moore did any outside work like that, or I had no idea building uh, engines for other people or anything. I tried to stay away from down there. And I think you may have said this while ago. <laughs> may have what? said this while ago. But uh, Solana won the first race he drove. Yeah, him. I did he drove say the that. Car. He, first race he was in it, he won it, and then he got killed later on in 1969 in a hill climb. What'd you stay away from down there? I, I'd drive by there going to Spartanburg High School in the morning, but I'd be driving my 57 Chevrolet school. And, okay. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's Blue Oval. Ford. Oh, I, I got Ford. you. Just, I mean, you know. <laughs> just shying away from a Ford, huh? That's, that's me. My brother has 66 Chevelle, and uh, I had a 57 Chevrolet, and... We were Chevrolet people. Okay, well, my, you know, we, we were Pontiac now, my people. Now, daddy, my daddy back in the day in 1963 had a flathead Ford run over at Greenville Pickens. Okay. Dub Nelson drove it. Oh, and, I heard uh, of him. Yeah. They won the state championship over in 1963. <laughs> but uh, you was talking about tuning up cars back in. We used to have an old guy up here in Bowling Spring named Marshall Jurgen. Okay. And I'd take my 57 Chevrolet up there. On Friday afternoon, he'd take that screwdriver and take that hammer, and he'd say, okay, I'm going to bump you some timing in this thing. But he said, you bring it back to me in the morning. And he said, and if you cut it off, make sure you park on the hill where you can roll it off because the <laughs> starter ain't going to turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me – I can see some differences probably right now between our 57 and yours. Ours had a, ours had a major problem that we never could fix, and that was that it was a four-door. <laughs> You're right. Mine was a two door, but yeah. I had a. I still had a full front seat when I went across. But then, whenever I put that four speed transmission in it, my shifter got back in there. So you know what I done? I just took a razor blade and started cutting the seat out, and then took me a pair of side cutters and cut the springs out of it so I could get my shifter in there. <laughs> my daddy just shook his head. <laughs> now, was that an automatic transmission when you got it, or was it always a straight? No, it was a straight drive, but it was up on the car on, on the car. And All right. Well, you know, that's, uh, I could tell some 57 Chevy stories, and maybe this is the day for it. But right now, we're going to take our first break of the morning and come back. And Alan's going to catch us up on what happened last weekend and what we can expect on Mother's Day weekend. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. 
Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family owned and operated. Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and are proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. Jamie and his staff are committed to providing excellent customer service and making sure your experience is simple, transparent, and fair. Visit Impex Pre-Owned today. Conveniently located up I-26 on Asheville Highway. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift jim and the staff at palmetto spirits will get it in your hands palmetto spirits located at the corner of reedville and anderson mill roads make phillips and long fuel chesney your source for propane in spartanburg county they offer propane for hot water heaters cooking and heat they can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season not only do they sell propane but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane if your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Long Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice Ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy, and now they've got sauces and jellies. Did I mention ice cream cakes? This place has everything, and when we want to have a movie night at our house, or reward a good report card, or just want something sweet like our favorite, the Oreo popcorn, our family goes to Colonel Time on Reedville Road. Might be a good song if I ever let the whole, if I could hear the whole thing, but I don't, it's hysteria, I don't know what that is. Alan, we got some action going on around here, I know, so uh, tell us what we missed and what's coming up. All right, we're going to start back from last weekend, on last Saturday night, Harris Speedway, they had eight divisions of racing up there, we're going to start off with the run, what's your run class? Uh, first place went to Josh Harris, second went to Jeffrey Wood, third went to Lance Miro, Miller. In the Thunder Bomber division, first place went to Tyler Geis. Second went to Justin Barber. Third went to Jason Edmonds. 
In the 602 late models, first place went to John Ruggiero Jr., second went to Devin Morgan, third went to John Price. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Tyler Harris, second went to Scott Hendricks, third went to Tyler Abernathy. In the Pure Stock Division, first place, Chris Jones, second, Ray Hudson, third, Mikey Brock. In the Renegade Division, first place, Wally Fowler. I tell you what, he's coming into his uh, mid-season stride here, looks like. He's getting getting that new car worked out. He Mm. started off in second. Now he got another first. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in Well, last Friday night he won at Travis Rest. Saturday night he won at Harris. And you're going to be surprised whenever I give you last night's result (laughs) from Travelers Rest again. Carry on. But uh, second place was Josh Burgess. Third was Chris Davis. In the Young Guns division, first place, Preston Kelly. Second, Caden Presnell. Third, Kaylee Laws. In the Crate Sportsman division, first place, Kyle Cooper. Second place, Jesse Wall. Third, Jesse Smith. Okay, let's go to Cherokee Speedway last weekend. Six divisions racing at Cherokee Speedway. Starting off with Thunder Bomber Division. First place, Travis Mosley. Second, Blake Blakely. Third, Mark Towell. In the Super Sportsman Division. First place, Cade Langley. Second, Andrew Baker. Third, Josh Mulwee. In the Extreme Four Division. First place, Chris Meadows. Second place, Scott Collinger. Third, Clayton Sleeg. In the Chris Late Mall Division, first place, Jacob Brown. Second place, Dylan Brown. Third place, Gray Pardon. In the MMSA Division, first place, Nick Walker. Second place, Kaylee Worley. Third place, Billy Hevner. In the Young Guns Division, first place, Ronnie Pinson. Second place, Bradley Whiteside. Third, Ashley Massey. Okay, now we're going to move over here to last night at Traveler's Rest Speedway. Seven divisions racing. Thunder Bomber Division. First place, Preston Dimsdale. Second was Danny Edmonds. Third, Dustin Mars. In the Crate Sportsman Division. First place, Andy Madison. Jamie Madison's brother. Okay. Boy, got passed away here here about Mm. about four weeks ago now. Glad to see Andy get into victory lane there. Uh, Probably, you know. Acknowledged his brother. I'm sure he did. For all these years. Racing for him, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, second place, Kyle Cooper. Third place, Kenneth Byers. In Extreme Four Division, first place, Scott Parker. Second place, Randy Hill. Third place, Bradley Williams. In the Thunder Bomber Division, first place, Stetson Todd. Second, Scott Hendricks. Third, Charlie Minders. In the Pure Stock Division, first place, Kevin Nations. Second place, Michael Hedden. And third, Jonathan Cole. In the Renegade Division, first place, Wally Wally Fowler. Fowler. Yes, sir. That makes uh, three for four. Good man. uh, And the other race that he finished second in. uh, Well, he was just getting the car broke in that night. Well, that's that's exactly right. So uh, probably going to move on back up there to Harris tonight. He's going to try for... Four for five now, I guess. So that was last night? He that, was, that was last night in Renegade Division at Travers Rest Speedway. All right. Uh, second place went to Donnie Atkins. Third place went to Scott Cannon. In Young Guns Division, first place, Preston Kelly. Second place, Chase Stevens. Third place, J.J. Coggins. Okay, tonight, we're going to have up here at Harris Speedway, we're going to have the Mideast Modified Tour <laughs> up there. 
That's a good show up there for Harry Speedway to bring, bring in this Mid-East Modified Tour in up there. Going to pay them boys $1,500 to win. Also on the schedule, the 602 Late Models, $700. Renegade Division, $600. Great Sportsman, $500. Thunder Bombers, $500. Pure Stock, $400. Stock Front Wheel Drive, $300. Thunder Bomber Futures, $250. Young Guns, $250. So that's uh, one, about eight divisions racing up there tonight. So uh, I'd suggest you wrap up pretty good because mm-hmm. it might be a little cool up on that river. Yep. The Broad River runs right down behind it. Yep. And uh, gates are going to open up at 4 o'clock there. Driver's meeting's going to be at 6.30. Pits is $30 to get in. Stands is $15 to get in. Also, we're gonna, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a Cherokee Speedway since we're going to have one of the owners coming up here at 11 o'clock. All right. Uh, Cherokee Speedway, they're going to have the Big Chief 40 over there. That's the Ultimate Lake Mall Series. Going to pay them boys $5,000 to win. Also on the schedule, Super Sportsman, $1,000 to win. Street Stock, 1000 Thunder Bombers, 600 Extreme 4, 400 Young Guns, 300 Gates are going to open up at Cherokee Speedway at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Driver's meeting is going to be at 7 o'clock. Stands is going to be $20 to get in. Pits is going to be $35. And uh, let's say hello to Mr. Wilson up there. Mr. Wilson. <laughs> Don't hear much about him with you not running. Uh, well, he's, he's been calling me. He's wanting, to, he's wanting to put something together. And uh, Well, how close are we to doing that? Uh, we're getting awful close. You know, I kind of like going to bed. I, for about the last 12 years, we've raced pretty heavy. So uh, I'm kind of getting caught up on my... Uh, rest, you know, going to bed at about 8, 15, 8, 30. Yeah. I had about three texts whenever I woke up this morning. One of them's from me, yeah. one of them's from my brother. Uh, also, I'd like to say that a uh, good friend of mine, Junior Mathis, lost his wife. I'm sorry. Uh, this past week, and uh, just like to say, you know. Well, we I'm passed our condolences along to him, and uh, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. So, uh, Anyway, uh, things have to go on, and if um, if you've got caught up on your sleep, it's time to roll under that car and get get something ready. I don't know. What's it a matter of putting another kind of motor in it or what? Yeah, I think we're going to have to change motors. I have changed a lot on the front steering and stuff like that. Uh, he's, he's wanting to go to these different racetracks and stuff, and you've got to change a good bit on these cars. Uh, for some reason, these uh, racetracks, they don't want to kind of get together and just have... Uh, they kind of want to keep you at their racetracks, which you can't blame them. No. I mean, that's uh, more car count I got at my racetrack, less car counts you got at yours. But uh, sometimes, you know, I'd love, I'd love for these boys to kind of get it together to where you can just build, I ain't going to say one race car. They they try to save us money, but every time they say they're going to save us money, it costs me money. I've heard you say that a lot. <laughs> you said that for years. And uh, this Renegade Division that they run in... Uh, He's wanting to go renegade racing, and uh, to me, uh, I've got to change a good bit on one of my race cars to get it to go there. Now, renegade, what is the big difference between renegade and what you're doing, what you've been uh, doing, a late model? Well, what I'm doing right now is called Super Sportsman, or it used to be Limited Sportsman. Limited uh, Sportsman. I got, well, for one thing, you got a 525 lift cam in uh, Limited Sportsman, and renegade, you got a 425 lift maximum cam. You know, mm-hmm. and they measure that off the head to the top 
up the valve spring right there. And whenever you rotate your motor, your gigs can only go 425. If it goes anything less, uh, more than that, you're throwed out. Uh, also, you can only have a 5.7 rod. So that means you're going to have to do a little bit something different as far as... Well, about, about the only thing I can save out of my motor right now from a limited portion is the block. <laughs> that, well, and, and if I'm going to do that, I'm going to leave that motor sitting right there, and I'm going to go find me another block, and I'm just going to start from scratch. Now, you uh, said a couple of weeks ago that uh, you one of the reasons you hated to do it because you felt like you were it was... It wasn't a step forward. You were going back in class. or You might not have put it that way, but that's the way well, I, just, I took it. I'm just uh, detuning de- de- my motor. Okay. What, and what it looks like on the racetrack is we're about about a good second slower than what Limited Sportsman was. Okay. But in this division here, you can do some other things as far as your front end steering and stuff like that. You can actually have jacking bolts on the front end, whereas I couldn't have jacking bolts on the front of my car. Mm -hmm. And when you put jacking bolts there, that means on our other car, your shocks had to come up through the spring buckets. Well, when you put jacking bolts there, now your shocks can be mounted to the outside. You can relocate shock mount positions. Okay. Is that a lot of work? I mean, it sounds like it is. Uh, it's a good bit of work to to do it, but once you get it done... Uh, it's done. It's done. Well, is Mr. I mean, Wilson going to sit there and watch you do it, or is he going to... Uh, something I, coming I, off I his hip for, to I get usually, this accomplished? I usually, once I start doing it, I close and lock my doors in my shop, and uh, it's, it's you don't go in there. Well, that sounds... Kind of like Wally does up there. Well, it sounds like I, I was you thinking... Don't walk of, in, you just don't walk in. I Look here. I went... Listen... <laughs> I went in 1980 to C.J. Rayburn's up in Indianapolis. I mean, it's right outside of Indianapolis, Indiana. Going to pick up a, a C.J. Rayburn frame rail from my daddy. And uh, we pulled up there at the shop, and uh, it was Bob Glidden's shop. I didn't know it. 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And back then, 7-Eleven actually sponsored uh, Kyle Petty. Right. And I thought to myself, I said, Kyle Petty getting a dirt car up here. He <laughs> sent his truck trailer. I walked in that shop, and there's a man grabbed me by the arm and turned me back around just as bad as fast as I come in that door. <laughs> he thought you were dosey doing yeah. or something. And, yeah. But uh, he looked at me, he said, who do you think you are walking in this shop? And I thought to myself, I said, well, I come to pick up my race car. He said, this is Bob Glidden. I said, well, I'm, uh, I got the wrong shop in. He said, yeah, he said, Rayburn's next door. And, and go over to C.J. Rayburn's, and it was 1 o'clock. And I walk in there, and I looked at him. I said, where's CJ at? He said, he's watching uh, soap operas in the house. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, if you never, if you ever seen CJ Rayburn, I mean, he was uh, kind of a tall. He's probably six foot six, but drove a race car and could drive it good, too. That sounds like quite a bit of difference between security I, systems there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, uh, uh, how long ago was that? Well, I know when Patty drove for uh that was back about 1980. Yeah, it would have been. Well, it was after they downsized, I think. Yeah. So it was more like 82 or 3, maybe. But, Somewhere uh, along in there. Yeah. All right. But, but, well, that's uh, that's pretty much our local racing. Like I said, get out here and support it. Because uh, like we said, we saw one drag strip bite the dust last weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was Atlanta. We'll see if we can get Bobby on to talk about that. He seems to... Uh, like to talk about that he, he brings it up quite a bit so uh all right well so if you want to see some racing you got several choices 
Yes, you do. You've got uh, Cherokee Speedway tonight. Plus, if you want to, you can go up there at Harris tonight. And uh, I might I might drive up there too about Harris and sit sit there in the infield and talk to a tech man. All right. Size up the competition? Size up the rules. Oh, you size up the rules. Okay. <laughs> well, that's sort of uh, the same thing. That's pretty the, important. Yeah. You size up your rules first. You sit there and ask what I can and I can't do. See what you can get away with. All right. Well, not get you away with. You know what I said, is it? Yeah. I, I text one tech man one time, and I told him, and he called me right back. And I said, no, just text me the answer. He said, no, I'm not texting you nothing. <laughs> I said, why? He said, because you got it in, in print. Right. You got it in print then. Yeah. Uh, he said, I'm going to tell you. I said, in other words, you're going to tell me, but you can change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the secrets of racing, they're everywhere, even in the every class. Kind of like Ronnie was talking about. What did you say Kyle Bush done last week? On the radio? Oh, yes. Code on the radio. Code on the radio. <laughs> I must have missed that part. Uh, Red, yellow, something. Let's see. I, got a, I wrote it down. Let's see. <laughs> well, while you're looking for it, let me thank Lanny. Red, Ma- yellow, Nevada. But we don't know what that means. Don't know what that is. What was the quarterback that used to holler that all the time? Oh, uh, Peyton Manning. Omaha. 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 <laughs> so I start yelling That's the first that. thing I thought of when they were talking about it. Uh take a second right here to thank Lanny McKinney who uh, maintains our Facebook page and the Budmore Engineering website and puts together our podcast which I listen to every week. So let's take a break right now because I think that's probably Deb calling in. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive through Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive through special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive through is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this and you want it to sound like this there's the pass to Leitner puts it up then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. We are The home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. This is Now on FM at 98.3. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the Hub City transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. This is Jeremy Clement. 
and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6 for fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with a crispy, juicy, fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Williams is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to Deb. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Good morning. Fine, thank you. I'm at a racetrack. I'm great. I know it, and uh, obviously I'm not. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought there might be a chance Greg and I would make it down there, but it didn't work out. In fact, Greg's a little under the weather this morning and isn't with us, but I'm glad you're there. And, um, were you there for the demolition derby last night? I was indeed, and I'm sorry to hear that Greg's not feeling well, but back to last night, that was one of the most bizarre races this track has ever produced. I'm telling you what, the first the first half of it, or even the first two-thirds of it, were pretty much, uh, you know, maybe a spin here or there, but they, uh, I, I, that's, that was a Talladega uh, ish crash, uh, crash they had there on that restart with uh, 16 trucks. That's right. And of course, it happened at the front of the field and it involved the leaders and ended up breaking Kyle Busch Motorsports' long winning streak that had uh, started back in Atlanta. So it was definitely interesting from there on out. Well, I know uh, I, I watched it and Sheldon Creed got the win as uh, um, almost like a survivor, but. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it was almost like a ballet the way the second two trucks pushed the first two into the into the grandstand wall. They both sort of took, uh, got cocked to the right and, and and simultaneously nosed into the grandstand. And the, one of the cars, one of the trucks that was pushing, I mean, it went up under uh, one of those Kyle Busch trucks, I think, and it smashed the hood all the way into the windshield. And it was just, uh, it was a, uh, it was carnage. Well, it was, and that was actually Corey Heim who was making his truck series debut in the 51 that got lifted up in the in the rear. Right. But the interesting thing was, I don't know if you could hear it on TV, but you could hear the wheel spin. And I think that's probably what triggered that was somebody had some wheel spin or tire spin and couldn't take off. And, of course, it was a chain reaction. But it was interesting in Sheldon Creed's post-race interview, and that he said there was a lot of wheel spin out there last night on the restarts. And he said this particular tire they had on last night 
seemed to lay down more rubber on the track than the trucks were used to, and it made the track very slippery. And he felt that was what was contributing to all the wheel spin on the restart. Well, I know that uh, uh, the the fans uh, that were there saw quite a show. Uh, I was curious. Now, where do you watch the race from? I mean, they don't have a really huge press box there on the main grandstand side, and uh, and of course they've got the one there in the in the. I see. I still think it's the yeah, it's the third turn. It used to be the second turn or the first turn, but um, yeah, it was the first turn. That's actually where the press box is still located. Okay, all right. The so press box location has not changed. So, so that's, that's where you watch it from, right? No, no. This is the first race since the pandemic began since Atlanta. Really, well, March of last year that media have been allowed in the garage and on pit road. Oh, good. And so, in order, you had to apply, you know, when you sent in your credential, you had to ask for, once we found out that was going to be the case, you had to request that you be considered to cover it from the infield. And then, if that if you wanted to be, they, they put right up front, you know, if you want to cover it from the infield, you have to have been fully vaccinated. So you had to give NASCAR, uh, they had to see your COVID card, your vaccine card, showing when the dates and all that you were vaccinated. And they did a Zoom conference with you and took a picture of it and then made it very clear that, you know, used to before the pandemic, you could switch back and forth between the infield and the press box. Let's say you wanted to cover the first two stages in the press box and, and then come back to the infield since that's where the post-race interviews are done. You could do that. But now you have to make up your mind. You're either going to be in the infield the whole time or you're going to be in the press box the whole time. And so I wanted to be in the infield since this was the first time media has been allowed in the garage and on pit road since March of last year. And it's it was great walking into the garage yesterday. Oh, I bet it was. And I bet a lot of people were glad to see you, Deb. Oh, I don't know. It's kind of hard to recognize each other with masks on. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you should have been pretty easy to pick out, I think. But well, uh, let, let me ask <laughs> well, you real, I appreciate that. Let me ask you real quickly. Does it have to be the same for all three races? Or could you do the trucks in the infield, Xfinity in the no. press box? No, it has to be the same for all three races. Alan, we were talking uh, before, uh, during one of the breaks just now, or during the last break. What were you saying about the COVID uh, uh, vaccine? Deb, is there anything about uh, they're going to mandatory all these crews to have this shot? I don't know. Uh, you know, they're hoping that they will. I mean, I know Denny Hamlin's already had his shot, and and so has Bubba. And I know Jeff Gordon got his this past week. So, because he had posted it yesterday on Twitter. But, um, you know, it's, I mean, you know, what people tend to forget is NASCAR is a private company. And this is their private property. Right. So it, it's no different than if somebody looked at you and said, hey, man, I'm not letting you in my house until you're vaccinated. 
And it, it's the same thing. Wow. And I think a lot of people have lost sight of that because unlike your other major league sports, you know, the NFL, Major League Baseball, all hockey and all, these venues that where NASCAR races have been constructed without public money. They may have received tax breaks, but it has been private money that has built all these racetracks through the years and of course yeah after a time they were traded on the new york stock exchange but even though they were traded on the new york stock exchange they still did not receive any government funding or public funding or however you want to describe it to build these facilities so they've always been privately built and owned by private individuals and, you know, I think a lot of people lose sight of that. And I, I think Chocolate Myers made a good point the other day. And he said just the same thing that I just said on the, his Sirius XM show. And that was, this is a private company and they own this property and they can tell you what they want to do. And see, that's also another thing about the race teams. The race teams are private companies. They may be an LLC or they may be part of a larger corporation like Team Penske is a part of Penske Corporation. But those are private companies. So, you know, when I worked for Penske, one year they made flu shots available to everybody at the race shop to, to keep people from losing work to, for flu. And I got my flu shot at the race shop that year. Well, I'm... So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do. I haven't heard, to be honest with you, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're making us say, you know, if you want to work in the infield and in the garage, you got to be fully vaccinated and you got to prove it. And they told us, we were told to carry our vaccine card with us all weekend in case anybody wanted to see it as we were moving around the property. Well, I remember back in, uh, I guess they still do it now that they'll randomly pick teams and go do a drug check. Oh, they do that every weekend. Yes. Yeah, they they randomly pick drivers and crew members every single weekend and do substance abuse checks. So, uh, And, I mean, the media is subject to that, too. I don't think a lot of people realize that. But when you get an annual credential or a hard card, as we call them, you're saying that, you know, if NASCAR wants to test you, they they can test you. And it's just like, you know, when we were at Martinsville, it was very clearly stated to us that if we violated any of the COVID protocol, if you were a hard card holder, you would be suspended for three races. And if you had a paper credential, you could be suspended for a year. Or not could be, you would be. Wow. So, you know, we were told flat out, in fact, I'm actually in my vehicle doing this interview because we're not supposed to have our mask off unless we are eating or drinking something. But, uh, you know, we were told point blank, if you violate the protocol, your credential can be seized and you can be ejected. Taking it seriously. Oh, yeah. Well. And that's the reason they've been able to do what they've been able to do. You know, now the team's 
there's been a lot more COVID cases among crew members than the general public realized. But they handled it in-house at the race shops, you know, and they wouldn't let them come to the race shop. And so they, they've monitored it very closely. You know, we heard about the drivers who had tested positive last year with Jimmy Johnson and Austin Dillon. But, um, yeah, you have to fill out your medical form before every race weekend that you're going to cover. And then if you're approved, you get a QR code on your phone. And when you check in at the screening station, they scan that QR code, and that tells them what sticker you're supposed to get for your credential. And the color of it changes every single day. Like the one I got today that allows me inside into the bubble is not the same color as the one I got yesterday. That sounds like when I was in Secret Service, they used to change the color of the pen we wore on our lapel every day. And you never knew what it was exactly. going to be. Uh, you know, that's, yep. uh, um, you can't really argue with the way NASCAR's handled this whole COVID situation. I mean, they they were the first back, you know, and uh, after taking about, um, you know, five or six, seven weeks off. And, and just about everything they've done seems like, Seems like it's been the model for uh, for everybody else to follow. So, I mean, oh, I agree, I'm all and, and the way they've handled things. Uh, well, I agree one hundred percent. And let me tell you, NASCAR has been wonderful in working with the media to try to help us get what we need. I mean, you know, initially they weren't going to allow any media back at the racetrack, and the Associated Press and the National Motorsports Press Association and a few other media outlets lodged a formal protest to that. And so then we all sat down, and the NMPA, I'm on the board of directors for the National Motorsports Press Association, so I was one of those in the middle of all of it. And the president of NMPA had us give suggestions that he could take to NASCAR of how to make it work to where we could come back and cover and when the sport came back here at darlington last may 17th only four reporters were allowed in the press box and that was a representative from the associated press a local media representative that the racetrack got to pick and then two members of the national motorsports press association and that's the way because they wanted you to be socially distanced in the press box and sanitation and mask wearing and all that and every week until the first of july the board of directors for the nmpa was meeting to select the two people that would get to cover the race that week from those people who requested permission to cover the race and in addition nascar started having zoom conferences um in fact the post-race interviews in here are still done via Zoom. I may be sitting in the infield media center, and that driver may be sitting in front of me, but and so they don't have to pass a microphone around and all for people to ask their questions. You still got to do it via Zoom conference, Deb. We're even though they're the, sitting right there in front of you. Yeah, that's fascinating, and to have someone of your esteem and. Um, and knowledge on on board with our our show here is, is just fantastic. We got about three minutes left. We need to get our picks in. So uh, let you go first again. This is three weeks in a row. Now you got to pick a winner. 
Yeah, I know. My gosh, having a W for my last name, I don't get to be first very often. <laughs> I'm usually last. Well, I'm in the uh, same boat I've with gotta, you. I've got to stay with Kevin. Hmm? I'm in the same boat with you. I'm a wood. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. I'm going to stay with uh, Kevin Harvick this week. Okay. Ronnie? Well, I'm going to follow suit, and I'm going to stay with uh, Truex, number 19. Okay. We'll give Greg uh, Benedetto, who had a good finish last week in fourth. I'll uh, I'll stick with uh, Chase Elliott. So, uh, Alan's not having to erase any numbers off the board from last week yet. Who we you might, like? We <laughs> might as well just leave it like it is. I'm going to take the 22 car, and I'm going to let Jada have the 11 car. Okay. So, we're... we're I don't think we've ever, we haven't heard from Lanny yet, but uh, he's got Ryan Blaney up there, and I'm sure he'll let us know something in a, in a couple of minutes. Well, Deb, it's uh, great having you back at the track. Uh, enjoy yourself down there, and um, pull for Jeremy Clements today. Of course, that's, uh, that's our hometown driver, and we're, we've got our Fox Sports uh, yeah. on the car. you got about a minute. Okay, it's throwback weekend. Don't right. forget that. Well, so you'll you see wearing? a lot of cool paint schemes. You got your bell bottoms on? Uh, actually, actually, I brought my 1967 Plymouth racing jacket with me that I got when I was in the eighth grade. All right, and it still fits? Yep, still fits. Well, great. Well, you're going to have to send us a picture of that, then. <laughs> That's the truth. I would like to see that. I didn't know if you'd have on bell bottoms or a mini skirt with white boots or what. No, I. That was when I was a majorette in high school. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> you still twirl a baton? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Deb, thank yeah. you so much, and uh, it's great having you uh, call in each week and just a fountain of knowledge. And we appreciate everything you do for us here at Start Your Engines and stay safe and uh, cross your fingers for a good, safe race. Oh, yeah, and thank you. It's always a pleasure to join you every Saturday morning. Okay, thank you. That's Deb Williams, thank who you. is, uh, what is she? Well, you know, I've been saying she's the smartest woman in racing, but I, I realize that does sound kind of sexist. I don't care. And I, I mean, I'm going to just say but... she's the smartest person I know at the racetrack. You need to tighten that up a little bit. That's too Okay, we'll, we'll get it tight by next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, liked the, I liked what you said. I mean, you know. Smartest man I know is the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Yeah, we, we still need to go with this lady deal, man deal. We'll be politically, politically correct up to a point. But, you know, you got to some, sometimes, I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with that. I saw where Bruce Jenner's running for. No, Bruce isn't. <laughs> Caitlin, <laughs> is. Caitlin is, but. Uh, you know, we'll. Uh, I think that's a subject for maybe we get Tony Adair. What maybe he, another show. What he said about that, and we'll have Tony Adair from the Cherokee Speedway on right after we come back from our top of the hour break, and uh, and a lot of results and a lot of talking amongst us here because, uh, as far as I know, Tony's our only interview today, and which is kind of frees us up for some time. But you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Fox Sports 1400's website is SpartanburgSportsRadio.com SpartanburgSportsRadio.com WSPG Spartanburg We are Fox Sports And here's what you need to know In the NBA Friday night, Damian Lillard dropped 38 as his Portland Trailblazers took down the Los Angeles Lakers 106-101 dropping the Lakers into 7th place in the Western Conference They've lost 8 of 10 
Boyan Bogdanovich scored a career-high 48 in Utah's 127-120 victory over Denver. The Jazz at 49-18 and as the best record of the NBA, one game ahead of the Suns, who improved to 48-19 and with a 23-point victory over the Knicks. Joel Embiid, 37 points and 13 rebounds in the Sixers' 109-107 win over New Orleans. Phillies won seven in a row. In Major League Baseball Friday night, Wade Miley of the Cincinnati Reds pitched a no-hitter at Cleveland, fourth no-hitter in the majors already this year, and the second in three days. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipe burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey everyone, this is Ben Ingram. Wake up weekday mornings with Tyler Sugart on Bump and Run from 7 to 9 a.m. Right here on Spartanburg's home for the Atlanta Braves, Fox Sports 1498-3 FM. Tracing roots to 1832, Janney is a leading financial services firm dedicated to putting client needs first. With nearly 200 years of experience, we are committed to providing the best in financial and investment advice to help clients reach their personal or business goals. When you are seeking a long-term relationship built on trust and experience, financial advisor Trent Lancaster, located in the Spartanburg office, can provide seasoned advice, guidance, and support through every stage of your life and finances. We invite you to speak with Trent to explore ways in which he can help you and your future generations in planning for your future. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. This is Jeremy Clement, and you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. There's a new sandwich shop in downtown Spartanburg. It's the Sandwich Shop. Sam and Mitch are two local guys making roast beef, corned beef, and meatballs in-house. They pile it up high to build French dips, Rubens, and meatball subs. I know Sam and Mitch, and I can tell you, if you're looking for a couple of ringers for your best ball foursome, I never slide. Look elsewhere. But if you're looking for great sandwiches, take advantage of the free party. Parking at City Hall and visit the Sandwich Shop, 201 Wall Street, downtown Spartanburg. The Hub City Farmers Market is open every Saturday from April 3rd through December 11th. The Hub City Farmers Market features fresh local produce, meat, and dairy products. You can also pick up artisan crafts and bath and body products from local vendors. Every Saturday features live music and activities for the kids. Shop local with the Hub City Farmers Market, part of the Northside Harvest Park at 498 Howard Street. Open Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon, April 3rd through December 11th. 
Winning takes a strong team effort, and you'll win when you trust the Kaposi Glassmart team for your commercial and residential glass needs. Storefronts, auto glass, safety glass for heavy equipment, window and insulated glass, patio doors and plexiglass, mirrors, expert repair service. Plus, Kaposi Glassmart provides 24-hour emergency board-up service. Call the Kaposi Glassmart team today at 583-6200. That's 583-6200. Kaposi Glassmart, serving the upstate since 1975. Kaposi Glassmart, helping your team win. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3 FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on a gorgeous Mother's Day weekend. And it's my pleasure to introduce to our audience, Tony Adair from the Cherokee Speedway. How are you, Tony? I'm absolutely great. How are y'all doing today? We're doing good, and it's Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Tony? I always, I always enjoy talking with you guys. Uh, anytime you need a, a platform, just give us a call. And four, sounds like a winner. Well, Tony, I hear you got a big show going on over tonight. Can you give us a little details on it? Yes. Uh, this will be our uh, first, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, series super race of the year. Uh you know, that's been on the schedule. I know we had something earlier in the year, but, you know, it ended up, you know, we didn't get the main part of it in, which is, you know, put it back into September. We've, we've had a lot of trouble with rain. I guess y'all know we, we got rained out like three out of five weekends in a row. But actually, last weekend was good. The track was really good. Uh, we've got the ultimate super late models coming in tonight. That's uh, one of your better super late model series uh, in the southeastern United States. Uh, five thousand to win. Uh, we're paying a thousand to win in our Super Sportsman division. Also, a thousand to win in our Street Stock division. Uh, Six hundred to win in front of Mama Class. Five hundred in our Street Four and three hundred to win in our Eight division, which is a new division. Yeah. Um, should be a good night of racing. Gates open at four. Uh, it'll be seven o'clock. Drivers meeting twenty in the grandstands and thirty-five in the in the pits. Well, can you give our listeners some of the top-named guys that's going to be over there, you know, uh, in this series? Yeah, I know Chris Ferguson is definitely coming. Uh, Ross Bales, I think he's driving Billy Hicks' 79 car now. Uh, He's he's probably going to be there. He's running the Ultimate Series races the last couple of weekends. And uh, Kelly Carlton and his guys, they do a great job with that series. We had twice last year, had a real good turn out both times. Uh, we've actually got them again uh, Memorial Day Sunday night at the end of the month, uh, which is always a good race for us because we're usually the only track in the area racing that night. Everybody else runs on Friday and Saturday night. 
And uh, we're actually paying them 7500 to win that night. Wow. And Big Money and all the other support divisions that weekend that that will be running. I think we have about five supports running that weekend. So uh, that'll be something. Tony? Sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're sorry sort, about that. You're sort of coming and going. I can't tell if you're washing the dishes or uh, or uh, no, actually, what you're doing. Actually, I'm, a, I'm actually doing uh, the husbandly thing and taking the trash off this morning to the convenience center. You know how that goes. <laughs> okay. Well, see if you can yeah. put it, see if you can put it off for about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, uh, like I say, we we we've got quite a few big shows going on this month, and. Uh, um, you know, I think we've got uh, Blue Ridge uh, Outlaw Lake Models. That's a real good series coming in on the 22nd. Next week, the 15th, just a regular show, which, you know, seven weekly divisions, always good racing, you know, on a regular Saturday night. Some of the best racing on a regular Saturday night. But, yeah, I mean, May's shaping up to be a, a real good month for us uh, because, like I say, uh, it looks like we've got out of the, I guess you'd say the rainy trend maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm sort of, I don't understand. Uh, March winds is still in May, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the April showers and the May flowers. I, I, I think things have got confused. Well, i tell you something else. The sweater <laughs> might feel pretty good tonight if it's anything like it was last night. Yes. Uh, uh, it looks like it, it'll get a little bit cold, but I mean, maybe jacket weather, but I mean, it looks like it's going to be perfect today. and Hopefully, it's not going to be quite as windy as it's been the last few days and That'll help, you know, keep moisture in the racetrack because we definitely don't want it drying out and getting real dusty and things like that. And, uh, the track, like I say, was really good last week. Probably the best track we had this year. We've had a few issues. Anytime you go to messing with dirt, I mean, you know, you, you can't always be perfect on it, but, you know, we're trying to get it, you know, to where it's smooth each and every week and everybody really complimented on it being really smooth last weekend. So I think we're going to have that same kind of track again tonight. I, I can't remember if, if you were the one that told us this or not. I heard it someplace uh, that uh, y'all made some improvements over there, didn't you? Something, uh, something about raising a wall or and some other things. We did. Uh, we actually double stocked the walls in turn one and two because uh, that's the new turn, you know, from the uh, you know when it was downsized from the half a mile or five eighths or whatever you want to call that big monster it used to be. Uh, when it was downsized to a big, you know, three-eighths of a mile track, that end is the new end. So, you know, it was short. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's got better and better. And we just need to move the Here over the next little bit, and just always looking to you know improve the looks of the place. Of course, 
Well, give us a little bit of as far as car count. Everybody don't realize that, but that's different divisions. How many cards you have in each division and stuff like that. And at the end of the night, we give a total car count. How many? How many of y'all been averaging over at Cherokee Speedway? Well, Alan, <laughs> that's another question. Uh, I mean, the first night we raced uh, on a regular show, uh, maybe around the first of April or so, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, we had plenty of race cars. We probably had a hundred or a little over in you know seven divisions. Uh, it was cool. It was really cool that night, and we we didn't have a lot of fans, but we had a lot of cars, and then we got rained out a week. You know, we missed the next weekend, and then we come back the next weekend, we had about 75 to 80 cars, and you know, still, it was still cold, so I mean, you know, we we didn't have as many people in the stands and, and in the pits as we normally would, but things picked up last weekend, you know, the weather's starting to get better, and uh, people starting to get the itch a little bit more, you know, and uh, so we, I think last weekend, we probably had 85 to 90 cars, and and we had a decent amount of people in the pits and the grandstands last weekend, you know, for, for a regular show. Now, of course, when you're doing a show like we're doing tonight with Super Late Models, you know, you you will get more people, you know, coming because, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, see the 900 horsepower type stuff. Yep, they sure do. And I think a lot of them boys uh, raced somewhere up in uh, Tennessee last night. So uh, they'll actually pack up. They'll... Y'all arrange these races where you'll have like a Livonia, Cherokee, Carolina. I like the way the racetracks work together as far as getting these super late miles to where they can run like three nights a week. Absolutely. When, when, when you're talking about traveling series and stuff like that, Alan, uh, I mean, you know, they don't want to travel a long ways just to come and race one night. You know, all these series want to be able to run at least a couple of nights to make it seem like it was worth their trip and, and even like you said even three nights yep because uh, a lot of our listeners don't understand that that this is what these boys do for a living in this super late mall series it is it, absolutely uh especially when you start talking world outlaw and, and uh lucas oil series i mean you know this, this is what they do they just travel and race and of course you know they don't they don't want to come from say illinois down to south carolina to run one night you know it, it, it don't make any sense to them even if it does pay you know real good money you know but by the time the expenses and all are taken out you know you're not you're not gaining nowhere near as much because like you said i mean these guys are doing it for a living yep and uh like you said you don't want to come to south carolina and run tonight then go over to mississippi to run tomorrow night because most of the times eat up in traveling whereas you don't have time to work on your car in a way exactly a lot of these times, you can see these boys, they'll actually unload their race cars at the next racetrack and, and go to work on it at 10 o'clock at morning, even though the race is not till 8, 9 o'clock at night. Exactly. A lot of them just want to get in, you know, uh, inside and get parked just so they can get unloaded where they can, you know, prepare their race car for the next night. Exactly. Like you said, they'll drive all night from wherever they were, say it was Tennessee or say it was two, three, four hours. You know, they'll, they'll drive during the night and, and sleep, you know, the, everybody but the driver, of course. And then, you know, they'll they'll get there, and hopefully, you know, there'll be somebody there that can let them in where they can go ahead and unload and, you know, be able to start working on their stuff early. Absolutely. Uh, some of these uh, viewers don't understand, but I think some of these uh, 
like you talking about Lucas Oil and the World of Outlaws and maybe this Ultimate Series here, don't you have to start their main event by a certain time of the night so that they can actually get loaded up to move on somewhere? Yeah, most of the time, most of your bigger series would like to have, uh, you know, their series on the racetrack by 10, 10.30 at the latest, you know. And, and, and if you can do earlier than that, it's even better, you know. But, yeah, you usually try to shoot for a 10 to 10.30 window because their main event, like tonight, they're going to run 40 laps. Yeah. So their main event, according to cautions and stuff like that, I mean, it could take 20 or 30 minutes. It could take 45 uh, minutes to an hour. You never know. And so you, you, you definitely want to get those guys, you know, in and out, you know, as quick as you can. Tony, you mentioned, uh, um, sounds like you've got a big show planned for Labor, for uh, Memorial Day night. What what else, what's that going to be about? And what other big dates do you have this summer that the fans can start thinking about? Well, the Memorial Day Sunday night race is the Mike Butler Memorial. He was a photographer at the Speedway for many, many years and passed away. And it's always been known as the Mike Butler Memorial race on that Memorial Day Sunday night. And like I say, we have the same Ultimate Series coming back for 7,500 to win that night. And we'll have uh, a 1,500 to win mid-east street stock race that night and i think it's a thousand to win in thunder bomber uh 1200 to win in mmsa stock four division a thousand to win extreme four i want to say 800 to win pure stock uh so i mean every other division is going to run for you know big money for those divisions and it'll be on like i say on the off night which is, is really good um, as far as other big shows coming up, uh, July the 8th will be our Lucas Oil race this year. It's actually going to be on a Thursday night. Uh, because of scheduling and different things, uh, Lucas Oil has a uh, two-night show in Smoky Mountain, Tennessee on Friday and Saturday night. So they're going to they're, they're gonna be here on Thursday night, July 8th. Uh, Let's see, the race that got rained out at the end of March, the Mike Galt, or the Rock Galt Memorial Race, the uh, second half of it, the big part of it, the basically the 40000 win bill, uh, will be on Thursday night, sept- September 2nd, leading into Labor Day weekend. And, and then we'll come back and run 7500 to win Carolina Clash Supers on Sunday night on Labor Day Sunday night that weekend also will be a big show on Sunday night. So we're actually going to race on Thursday night, September 2nd, and Sunday night, September 5th that weekend. And then, of course, the uh, Mike Duval Memorial will be the first weekend in October. I think it's September 30th, October 1st and 2nd. And World Outlaw will race for 10,000 wins on that Friday night. Then all of our V8 divisions will be running for big money that weekend. And I'm I'm talking three thousand to five thousand dollar range, you know, for, for the winner's purse and good pay back throughout the field, and all those V8 divisions, our, our local V8 divisions. Well, Tony, we'll have you back on as some of these other events get closer. Uh, maybe we can get you on for a few minutes Labor Day. Uh, uh, Labor Day, I knew I was going to say it. Memorial Day, Labor Memorial Day too, Day, if you want to come on. But uh, 
Sounds like there's a lot of action over there, and I know it's always good. And um, we look forward to talking to you, and good luck tonight. And I think the weather's going to be good to you. Well, thank y'all guys, and and like I say, we we're at we, we're still discussing about adding some more as as we go. So the next time we get on the show here and talk, I'm sure there will be some new things in in progress here. Well, keep us posted, and we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you. All right, thank y'all very much. All right, that's Tony Adair from Cherokee Speedway. Let's take our next break and come back and uh, just have a. Plenty of time to talk and go over some of these results and uh, and uh, get ready for uh, Darlington this weekend. Our home track with our, our first race of uh, two this year. So it's good for Darlington to have two races again like it was for so, like it did for so many years. But you're listening to Start Your Engine on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Impex Pre-Owned is raising the bar in the car industry. Impex is a different kind of dealership. Family-owned and operated, Jamie Nodine and his wife Rita are Boiling Springs natives and proud to be serving the Boiling Springs, Inman, and Spartanburg communities. You won't get pressured at Impex Pre-Owned. You'll just get help finding your next car, truck, or SUV at a price you can afford. Start your search today at ImpexPreOwned.com. Don't just dream it, drive it at Impex Pre-Owned. Asheville Highway, Boiling Springs. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Keep it here all baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Lawing Fuel of Chesney as a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. How can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts 
desk with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a T-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. So you've heard me tell you these past few months about the best snack store in Spartanburg, Colonel Time. Well, now it's even better. Try over 80. That's right, 80 different flavors of the best sweet and savory popcorn I've ever had. They've got ice cream, chocolates, gummies, rock candy and now they've got sauces and jellies did i mention ice cream cakes this place has everything and when we want to have a movie night at our house or reward a good report card or just want something sweet like our favorite the oreo popcorn our family goes to colonel time on reedville road
Ghost Drivers in Disguise by the Jay Sellers and the crew. That uh, I, That's a good song. It is a good song. Actually, that's a cover, of course. Uh, Stan Jones wrote that in 1948. And, uh, of course, it's out of the public domain. I mean, it's into the public domain. Uh, you can, uh, once you write something, it's uh, good for 28 years and you can renew it one time. So it's been uh, over 56 years since 1948. So you can take that song and, and do what you want to with it. And uh, I, when I wrote the words to that thing, Ronnie, Alan, I couldn't, I couldn't write them down fast enough. I mean, I'd never seen anything thing that my brain was able to do like that. It just, it just came so naturally, and of course, Jay Sellers recorded that down in Florence, South Carolina, and played every instrument. And um, I, I'm not sure he might not have played the drums. And um, and I was shaking an egg for uh, you can't even hear my part, but um, Jay Sellers just laid track of, on top of track with all, right. all the guitars and the bass and everything. So uh, anyway, we might stick tell that. everybody about the the well, we call them albums that that came from. Well, it's a it's a CD that was going to make make us rich, and uh, I think we sold about. The stroller talked about it uh, when he was in the newspaper and uh, the Spartanburg Herald, and and we sold I don't know a couple of hundred. And Hannah and I went out and we'd get a case of them and drive and, and hand deliver them <laughs> all over Spartanburg and County. And it's still available. Well, yeah, I still got about. 500 under my desk in a box and uh, uh, I don't know I'm very proud of it I, but it just it didn't take well, off. It, it is something to be proud of and I would like to see us maybe feature a song every week from Well it, you know we get so crammed for time but we, we've got plenty of time today so I thought it would be a, a good time to play one. I, I wrote one about David Pearson and Richard Petty I, I wrote one about it raining <laughs> I wrote one about the Spartanburg Fairgrounds I wrote one on Marty Robbins Jay wrote one about Cale Yarborough, and, I, and he and I both wrote one about Ned Jarrett. So uh, there's there's quite a few on there. So anyway, yeah, maybe we can slip that in every now and then. And uh, and if you're interested in it, give Perry a call. Yeah, call the station. I meant Hannah. I don't know if she'll join me anymore. She was a little girl. <laughs> we used to do it. <laughs> when it was uh, still cool to ride around with Daddy. Yeah, well, I don't know now, Ronnie. She uh, invited me to take her to Columbia Monday before last to turn in some sort of project she had to turn into, and uh, she had to turn in, and um, I took her down there, and we went out to eat on Lake Murray and had a good time. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, let's do some uh, results here while we've got plenty of leisurely time for the next break. Uh, they ran the, cra- the Camping World Truck Series last night, as I told you earlier, and it was a crash fest. Uh, Sheldon Creed was the winner. And number two, that's uh, a Chevrolet back in Victory Lane. The uh, uh, just a, a survivor is about all I can say. He, uh, he he was running up front and doing well anyway, but uh, the sixteen truck crash with about thirty laps to go sort of whinnied out the field for him and made it a little bit easier. Sheldon Creed won it. Ben Rhodes was second. Carson Hosevar was third. Matt Crafton, who we hear about every week, was fourth. Grant Enfinger was fifth. Big names. Johnny Sauter was sixth. Uh, Timmy Hill was seventh. John Hunter Nemechek led a lot of the race. He got caught up in some damage and slowed him down a, down a bit, but he was eighth. Um, Austin Wayne Self was ninth. 
And 10th was Jordan Anderson. There was one truck in that race. Let me see if I can figure out who it was. It was number 15. And I didn't, I didn't have the sound turned up for all the race. I was doing a lot of my homework for this show. And uh, I don't see number 15 here, but I know I saw it last night because uh, it looked like, and a lot of these trucks were throwback paint jobs. It looked like he was painted up like um, Morgan Shepard's Bud Moore car to me. It was like the red with the white sides and the black 15s on it. And uh, I mean, that's who it had to be. And I don't, I'm not going to waste any more time looking for it, but I'm, oh, here he is, uh, Tanner Gray. Tanner Gray, and it was a Ford, and it had Motorcraft on it. I mean, it had to be Morgan Shepard's car that uh, he drove for Bud Moore. The uh, points in the truck series now are uh, Joe Nema- John Hunter Nemechek is the points leader. Second is Ben Rhodes. Third is Sheldon Creed, so I'm sure he moved up a lot last night. Austin Hill is fourth. Matt Crafton is fifth. Todd Gilliland is sixth. Stuart Friesen is seventh. Grant Enfinger, eighth. Zane Smith, ninth, and Johnny Sauter, tenth. And once again, uh, they uh, they tore up some trucks last night. All right, let's move on to, uh, let's, let's go over the cup race last week. Um, and it was won by Kyle Bush, and that was the... Red, yellow, Omaha. That was the Bushy McBush uh, uh, 400 at uh, Kansas. Kyle Bush won it, of course, driving for Joe Gibbs. Kevin Harvick was closing fast, and he was second. Brad Keselowski was third. Matt DiBedetto, another good finish, fourth. My man Chase Elliott was fifth. Martin Truex, sixth. Tyler Reddick, seventh. Chris Boucher, eighth. William Byron, ninth. And Austin Dillon, tenth. Uh, Alan, any... Uh, and if you watched that race, you'd have thought Kyle Larson was gone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... It Every, changed. Everybody caught up. It, like they say, you don't win till the checkered flag drops. Right. And uh, uh, Daltrey, what's his first name? The basketball player? Brad. Brad. Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty. Brad, yeah. yeah, he uh, Daughtry. <laughs> Doherty. Um, he had the unpleasant... Uh, Two cars getting together. Yeah, both <laughs> of his cars wrecked in the same wreck. You don't want to see that happen. No. Speaking of Bud Moore, I remember one time in the spring race at Darlington when it was a convertible race, a famous picture of Weatherly and Fireball Roberts crashing into each other in the um, in the fourth turn, both in Bud Moore Pontiac. So uh, bad news to see both your cars in the same accident. So the driver standings now after uh, how many is that, 11 races? Um, and these are the first, or, and that was another new winner last week, so it's filling up. Martin Truex has got two wins, so he's out front. William Byron is second, and of course these next winners are separated by the stage points. William Byron is second, Joey Logano third, Ryan Blaney fourth, Brad Keselowski fifth, Kyle Larson sixth, Kyle Busch jumped from nowhere to seventh, Christopher Bell at eighth, Michael McDowell is ninth, I think it's the first time I've said it right this year, and Alex Bowman is tenth. The following cars uh, haven't won a race yet and are in there by their stage points. Denny Hamlin is 11th, Chase Elliott 12th, Kevin Harvick 13th, and you know those three are going to win at some point. 14th is Austin Dillon, 15th is Chris Boucher, and 16th is Matt DiBenedetto, and it looks like Kurt Busch is the guy that booted out of the top uh, top 16 there. Um, so. so you know them guys right there on that 16th, 17th, 18th bubble, they looking at it like, 
I need to win a race. Yeah. Because and don't forget, we kept, you, you said these guys are going to win eventually. Yeah. But we kept saying that about Kyle Busch last year. Yeah. Well, he did finally win one, though, didn't he? Yes. He because did. he's got a streak going of something like 18 years in a row or yeah. something. Getting close to David Pearson's. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the lineup for tomorrow, I have it right here. Uh, set by uh, past results and and the phase of the moon and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Brad Keselowski is on the pole with Harvick on the outside. Second row is Kyle Busch and Martin Truex. A uh, couple of teammates there. Third row, a couple of more teammates with William Byron and um, Chase Elliott. Fourth row, Denny Hamlin and Matt D. Benedetto. Fifth row, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick. And on back, looking down at some uh, notables, uh, Kyle Larson is starting 14th. Blaney is 16th. Kurt Busch is 17th. Uh, and Bubba Wallace is 23rd. There are 39 cars with uh, Josh Balicki bringing up the rear. So that'll be tomorrow afternoon, and I'll give you the TV times on that in just a minute. Well, and one thing I finally saw this week, because they kept telling us that NASCAR has developed a logarithm that will make the starters readily available to you. Here's what it is. 25% of the the formula is the driver's finishing position from the previous race. 25% is the car owner's finishing position from the previous race. 35% is the team owner's points and ranking. And 15% is in the fastest lap from the previous race. And Alan had just written that on the whiteboard over here. Where does the uh, sign of the Zodiac fit in? Or the face of the moon? It's got to fit in there somewhere. I I would like to see them actually sit down with a pen and paper and calculate this and not put it in a computer. Well, if you are to watch the Talladega race, Denny Hamlin laid back and left him get about four car lengths ahead of him. And he used that draft. To get the fastest lap. Is that how he did it? And I mean, that's uh, part of the deal. He said, well, we're looking at, we're going to look at what we're going to be able to be able to choose our pit stall in the next race. There you go. The pit stall is a lot to do with a lot of things. It really is. And people don't realize that. Well, uh, that's good to know. I'm glad you read that, Ronnie. That's, uh, you might have to do that again someday. Well, I've got it on here. Okay. Well, say. Don't understand it, but I've got it on here. No, I Makes sense, I guess. Uh, that's everybody always bellyached about qualifying. How it was boring. I didn't always think it was boring, but uh, and they they do. I think still qualify at Daytona, maybe another track. I don't know, but uh, it's uh, they came up with a formula. Well, I think it was what about five or six years ago that Martin Truex started picking that first pit stall coming in. Yeah, nobody would pick that thing mm-hmm. for a while, but all of a sudden he started making it work. Yeah. And I mean that's part of that's part of strategy. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I got a lot more results here and a lot of time. We won't play another song or anything like that, so we can uh, cruise through these results and what's coming up on TV in our last segment. But right now, we'll take a break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. 
Big selection, quality customer service. That's Nissan of Greer. Get big savings on over 300 new Nissans. Shop our large selection of used vehicles, including Nissan certified pre-owned. Plus, we're the place for commercial fleets, for expert service. And if you need credit, come and get it. Ask about military, college grad, and mobility assist savings too. Hurry to Nissan of Greer today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Clay 1197 for more details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Keep it here. All baseball season long for the Braves, Gamecocks, and just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Just a bit outside, presented by Phillips and Law in Fuel of Chesney, has a new day and time. All four. Anthony Greer and Jordan Farrell will recap all the action on the diamond after the Gamecocks wrap on Sundays. All eight. Right here on your home for local baseball coverage. Well, how can these guys lay off pitches that close? Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The home of the Spartanburg Vikings is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. When you see McDonald's Golden Arches, it's easy to get excited. It means something delicious is about to happen, like trying the new crispy chicken biscuit for breakfast. It's made with a crispy, juicy fried chicken filet on a warm, flaky biscuit that's baked to perfection. Now mix and match the new crispy chicken biscuit, sausage McMuffin with egg, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Get any two for just $4. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Valid when product served. Welcome back to the final 20 minutes there. Thank you, Rick Mick. <laughs> Said Rick. It was Mick. Mick Jagger. Okay. Xfinity. I don't know if you've heard any of our uh, Jeremy Clements uh, promos during the day on uh, this here radio station. And we got another one that plays during the, during our show. Uh, and listen, if you don't follow Jeremy Clements, you might want to because uh, either last night or this morning... He gave away two tickets to tomorrow's race on his Twitter account. Well, there you are. And he's uh, he's becoming very popular anyway. But he came in. Uh, he didn't come in. He was on the beach at Myrtle Beach, I think. And yep. Alex and I called him up last Monday morning. And he did those uh, two promos for us standing on the beach. And uh, Alex put them together. And Tyler threw them into the computer. And there they are. So appreciate everybody that was involved in that. Xfinity, speaking of uh, Jeremy, they didn't run last week. But uh, they do run today at 1 o'clock. Don't c- 
call me and tell me or text me or anything because I'll be cutting grass. I won't get to see it till about 6 o'clock tonight. But uh, Jeremy currently sits 8th in the standings. He is 18 points behind Miat Snyder, who was uh, in 7th. And he's got four points on Justin Allgaier and Noah Cragson, some very formidable opponents yeah. that are right on his tail. So uh, Jeremy just got to keep doing what he's doing. Uh, it's a shame he didn't get to finish out Talladega. That could have gone either way. He could have wrecked or he could have had a really, really good finish. Yeah. Darlington is a good track for Jeremy. If I'm not mistaken, he had a top 10 down there last year. And uh, today we'll start 12th using a, a Probably the same formula. I'm sure it is. Close to it. Maybe this is the one that's got the phases of the moon in it. It may be. Alex, um, I'm sorry, A.J. Allmendinger is on the pole. Austin Sendrick is second. Jeb Burton is third. Justin Haley, fourth. Noah Cragson, fifth. Riley Herbst is sixth. Daniel Hemrick, seventh. Harrison Burton, eighth. Brandon Brown, ninth. Who, now there are a lot of throwback cars here. And he's got a UPS throwback car, as does Jeremy Clements. That's that number 68 for Brandon uh, uh, Brown. And he is just, he's just been a thorn in the side pretty much for Jeremy Clements ever since he he showed up last year. And I think he's the one sort of edged Jeremy out for getting into the playoffs last year. (laughs) Um, Anyway, he's starting ninth. Miat Snyder's 10th. Ryan Siege is 11th and Jeremy's 12th in the All-South Electric Chevrolet with the big Fox Sports sticker on the side of it. And I was I thought at one time we were going to have a, a larger uh, um, presence on that car, and maybe we do. I don't know. But it does look like one of, uh, um, similar to one of Dale Jarrett's uh, UPS cars with a lot of white primarily with a lot of yellow and tan. And... Uh, I never particularly liked the paint job, but, you know, if you're going to do a throwback, Jeremy uh, said that he actually is very fond of Dale Jarrett and asked him if he could do it. And Jarrett said, please do. So uh, anyway, we'll be watching for that car instead of Jeremy's usual colors. That's a 20 car field and they will be going at one o'clock this afternoon. And I'll give you the TV uh, coordinates in just a minute. Arca. I haven't heard anything, and I tried last night to find out about Derek Lancaster, the young, the, well, 48-year-old young man that got hurt at Talladega, burned pretty badly. Couldn't find a single thing. Even went to his Twitter, it had some, but it was all old stuff. Right. I mean, the Twitter, it, it, I, I learned nothing. So uh, we hope he's doing better. They um, they raced last week at Kansas, and it was kind of a ho-hum race. Uh, not too much happened. They had an early crash with Brett Holmes and Scott Melton. But Ty Gibbs was the winner. Joe uh, Gibbs' grandson, as we say every week. Drew Dollar was second. Corey Heim, who uh, Deb just told us, triggered that big crash at a... He and the other guy that was beside him triggered that big crash at Darlington last night in the trucks. Jack Wood, no relation to me, I don't guess, is fourth. And Derek Griffith, fifth. Thad Moffitt, sixth. Greg Van Alt, uh, seventh. Kyle Siege, 8th, Nick Sanchez, ninth, and Alex Club, that's got to be Chubb. No, it says Club, uh, is 10th uh, in the Arca standings. They don't run again until the HERS Potato Chip 200 at Toledo on May the 22nd. Uh, and their point standings looks like Corey Heim is 1st, Drew Dollar 2nd, Ty Gibbs 3rd, Kyle Siege 4th, and Thad Moffitt is 5th. 
as far as we'll go with that. Indianapolis. I told you Texas was going to be exciting, and it was. They ran the first race last Saturday night, which was kind of a snoozer with Scott Dixon just flat running away with it. Um, he led uh, 206 of 212 laps. I'd call that pretty much dominating. You have something to say? Well, I've watched that race with you, and did you notice the Tim boys had to start to pace in the middle of the first and second turn, and by the time they got the momentum back up, they passed them getting into the first turn. Uh-huh. That's how fast they was actually going around the race. Well, they, they were doing about 220, uh, and that's, that's plenty fast. But I heard them talking about before they changed the cars around and they had, uh, like, uh, this this had to be in the early 20s or, or, or 2000s, I mean, or late 1996, that uh, Paul Tracy's got the track record down there at like 230-something miles an hour. And that's when they were getting vertigo. They were going around so fast that they had no, they, they didn't know where they were on the track. They just, you know, like a robots, and they slowed them down. But what I was going to say about that, uh, this began A.J. Foyt's bad luck with his cars. Um, Sebastian Bourdais was cruising along nicely in about fifth place, minding his own business in the draft, and got rear-ended by Joseph Newgarden, who uh, spun... Uh, Bourdais into the wall and tore Bourdais' car up, and he finished dead last, and Newgarten went on to finish sixth. The run down there is Scott Dixon was uh, the winner. Penske's new rookie, Scott McLaughlin, who's looking pretty good in that number three car, was second. Patricio Award, the young Mexican, was third. Alex Palou, who won a couple of weeks ago at St. Petersburg, was fourth. Graham Rahal was fifth. Newgarten, sixth. Jack Harvey, seventh. Alexander Rossi was 8th, Takumo Sato was ninth, and Simon Pagano was 10th. Tony Kanan was out there um, driving for who? Whose place did Kanan take? Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Johnson. So uh, he showed that the car is uh, a pretty decent car. Jimmy's not going to run the ovals, and Kanan finished 11th in it. Then Sunday, they had the second of the twins. That one was the... Uh, the Genesis 300. So on Sunday, they had to expel 375, which was a tad longer, of course. And as they came down for the green flag, one, two, three, four, about seven of them didn't, didn't even get to the stripe. And one of them that went across the starting line to take the green flag was on its top. Uh, you know, upside down, they have no tops. Yeah, still counts. <laughs> well, he got credit for the start, but I mean, they just got... Bunched up there in the back of the pack, and if A.J. Ford thought he had a bad day Saturday night, Sunday he lost both of his cars, and, and they actually hit each other. Uh, so it, it was a spectacular crash. Nobody hurt. Uh, thank goodness they have really made these cars safe. Now, I got to tell you, they probably weren't going all that fast. I mean, I'm sure it was probably over 100 or something, but uh, they hadn't even got to the green flag before they started crashing. It was like from the middle of the pack back. And well, I can tell you where it was. It was like uh, the cars that were that fell out of the race were started 22nd, 14th, 15th, 16th, 18th, 23rd, and 24th. So if you were in the back, you were probably in it. But the young Mexican, Patricio O'Ward, got his first win of his career. I think he's 21 years old, lives in Mexico City, but uh, is uh, just a nice, fine-looking kid. Joseph Newgarden was second. Graham Rahal was third. Scott Dixon couldn't do anything with him, although it looked like he was going to run away again. Um, 
he still led 163 laps and dominated the race, but when it came go time, he didn't have it anymore. Colton Herta was fifth, Simon Pagano sixth, Alec Palou, Alex Palou seventh, Scott McLaughlin, the rookie, was eighth, Venus Renus VK was ninth, and Ryan Hunter Ray was tenth. Uh, now, the point standings, and they're taking this weekend off because they probably don't have enough cars to go around. And uh, and they will be on the road course next week at Indianapolis. And that will be uh, um, Jimmy Johnson, course, back in the seat of the Ally car. Point standings as of right now with Scott Dixon is first. O'Ward is second, 22 points back. Palou is third. Newgarden fourth. Ray Hall fifth. Pagano sixth. Colton Hare to seventh. Willpower eighth. McLaughlin, ninth, and Jack Harvey, 10th. Sebastian Bourdais, with his two crashes, plummeted from the top five down to 14th in the standings. So, uh, see what they can do next week. Well, Award had a little bit of incentive to win the race. Did you see what he, I think it was his car owner set up there in his motorhome with him and told him, if you win me a race, oh, uh, yeah. you'll get a Formula One ride. Yep. And uh, for was it a race, ride or a test? Well, Test, yeah. ride, what, well, yeah, you know, at the end of the year. That's the exactly year, right. And uh, kind of like Felix Sabatis done Kyle Petty. Oh, yeah, with the, with the <laughs> Rolls, Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. All right. Uh, and finally, uh, the Formula One did run last week. They ran the Grand Prix in uh, Portugal. And unbelievably, I'm being facetious, Lewis Hamilton won. But he's got a lot of competition this year. It's not coming all that easy for him. He did lead uh, 34 of 66 laps. Max Verstappen was second. Hamilton's teammate, Valtteri Bottas, was third. Sergio Perez, fourth. Lando Norris, fifth in the McLaren. Uh, Charles Leclerc, sixth in the Ferrari. Esteban Oncon was uh, seventh. Fernando Alonso, eighth. Pierre Gasly, ninth. And Carlos Sainz is, was uh Nope. Daniel Ricardo was ninth and Gasly was tenth. The pathetic American cars of uh, the Russian Urakali, which I told you about a couple of weeks ago, and um, Carl Haas uh, finished a pretty miserable seventeenth um, and nineteenth, two laps behind. So they, I mean, they're doing bad. Is all I can say. The TV lineup for today. Well, the uh, take it easy and rest till 1 o'clock. I'll be on my lawnmower, but if you tune into FS1 at 1230, you can get the pre-race of the Xfinity race at Darlington. The race itself starts at 1, and uh, that's about it for today, unless you want to watch some replays of uh, some other races uh, around the, in the past. I think they're replaying the ARCA race. On Sunday, though, Formula One gets underway 7.30 to 8.55 for the pre-race. 8.55 is the Formula One Grand Prix of Spain at Cataluna. And uh, that is tomorrow morning at 3.30, the NASCAR Winston Cup is on FS1 at Darlington, the throwback weekend with some pretty cool car uh, schemes and uh, you know, some old cars you may remember from the past, but I don't think you're going to remember what uh, Kyle Larson's go-kart looked like, but uh, if he's the one that did that. But they uh, they are, uh, this is the weekend for that, as Kerry Tharp told us last week. And 
it printed off on the bottom of my sheet here. The first thing that pops up here for next Saturday, May the 15th, is the uh, qualifying for WeatherTech sports cars. So Mike Hill will be back in action at Rota, uh, Mid-Ohio next Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. I guess that's a Sunday race because I, I didn't print that part of it out. And IndyCar will be qualifying on the Indianapolis road course. And we got it all in with three minutes to spare, boys. I, that's, that's a amazing. luxury. It is. Now, wait a minute. You said that uh, Mike and him, so uh, if we got the Ally car and the WeatherTech and we got the Indy Ally car, how's Jimmy going to be in two places? Well, they probably going to flip a coin and uh, the loser gets him. Oh, no. <laughs> well, but he's only running the big, the, the, the uh, endurance races for yeah. uh, the weather tech, right? So yeah. they won't, they won't be using him for that. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, Got a lot of racing going on locally, Alan, lot, so got, get out there and support it. We got Cherokee Speedway going on this evening and uh, also got Harris Speedway up there, not too far apart. So uh, I'd get me a little sweater and head on up that way. Support your local dirt track. And either race you go, there's going to be some good racing. Oh, yeah, there'll be some good racing. You going to be behind the mic any place this weekend, uh, Ronnie? No. Uh, I've been kind of taking a sabbatical from that. Okay. Now, I'm, I may have one gig next Friday, but I'm not sure about that yet. Okay. Mitch been helping you out, huh? And he's yeah, getting Mitch, ready to... Mitch took over the uh, burn softball for me this year, and he's, he's done a really good job. Okay. Well, he's going to see how he does with this marriage thing he's got going on next weekend. and uh, Met his fiance yeah. uh, last Thursday night, and looks like he's got him a little sweetheart. Well, that's good. I wish him all the best of luck. Um We'll be back next week, of course. Uh, I will be gearing up Indianapolis. A lot of talk about Indianapolis and maybe playing some clips like I've done in the past. Hopefully, uh, I know, Greg, we were at, well, Applebee's not last week, but the week before, and we were talking about the show yeah. and how we wanted Johnny Rutherford on, and I'd be dadgum if Greg called him up sitting just there at the table. Phone. Just picked up his phone and talked to him for a few minutes while we were at Applebee. So, uh, Hopefully we can get Johnny on if he's not traveling. I want to get him next week if possible, Greg, if you're listening, because uh, he'll probably get called up to Indy yeah. to shake hands. Oh, and I got to mention, I only got a minute left, got less than a minute. We lost Bobby Unser this week. Yeah. Three-time Indy winner. I was lucky enough to be there for all three of them. We lost Eric McClure also, an Xfinity driver. Uh, thing about Bobby Unser, his first two races at Indianapolis in 63 and 64, he drove to Novi. In 63, he crashed in the first turn on the first lap. And in the, Indianap in the, in the race in 64, he was in the, the big crash on the second lap that took the lives of Eddie Sachs and Dave McDonald. So he went two years and did one lap in the race. Um, we're out of time, boys. Thank you for coming. If you're lucky enough to still have your mother around, be sure you see her and tell her you love her this weekend. That's right. And we wish all the mothers out there happy Mother's Day. And uh, my mother's been gone for a while, but my wife's a mother, and she takes care of me like she is my mother sometimes. Natalie, we're not coming. And for the rest of you, keep it between the fences.
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Wood's books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, WSPG Spartanburg. Here's what you need to know. On Friday night in Cleveland, Cincinnati 